Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey! Hello! Welcome to the show. You mean a poltergeist. I'm Belinda and that is Brayden. And we have our official producer, Bob, in the HQ. Yo, what's up, Bob? <laughs> From across the other side of the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, welcome to the show. We're brought to you today by our fantastic patrons over at www.patreon.com slash you mean a poltergeist. Thank you, we love you. Thank you so much. We love you so much. We just want to give you all the hugs and kisses in the world. But there's coronavirus, so... Yes, sanitary first. And then we'll uh, come and give you uh, some X's and O's. Oh, X's and O's, yeah. My X's and O's, you know that song? That's flawless. And we have been practicing. Well, Uh, not just practicing, we've been straight up performing. Yeah, we did karaoke on Saturday. Well, Brayden did. I don't know what I did. Besides cry in the bathroom of how I wanted cows and a big house. (laughs) Belinda got so drunk. I have a problem. (laughs) Oh, man. Like, I I love you so much, babe, but you're a menace. (laughs) Like, can I just recount for the people... I was I was sitting there. Belinda's like, I feel I'm so drunk, and I'm like, babe, we shouldn't have any more drinks. It's getting late, you know. You're really drunk, and babe's like, uh, Belinda, sorry, <laughs> Belinda's like, uh, nah, whatever. And then she proceeds to grab. There's probably six or seven bottles on the table, all of which have like maybe a mouthful of beer. I left just in drink them. all of them, apparently. and she went and just Allegedly. picked them all up and sculled the rest of it down. That's nasty backwash. We're talking about coronavirus. Ain't none of that there. Do you know what, Brayden? Can I just say this? <laughs> yeah, please tell me. I had that tequila shot and that vodka Red Bull when we got there. And I don't remember anything after you gave me a cider. You didn't drink it, though. I did drink it. Well, you remember that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did drink I it. I did take it away from you, but you somehow got it back. Um, yeah, it was, it was a night. I... Anyway. We both screamed so many songs. We didn't sing them, we screamed them because yeah, the we can't sing. Poor karaoke people were probably never welcome back. Oh my back. god. Oh, it was so much They'll fun. They'll see though. us walk in again and be like, oh. It was so cool. It was <laughs> like photos on the wall. Fuck it was off. a it was a big building with like stair stairways leading up and each each like floor had a massive hallway with just doors and doors of karaoke rooms on each side, personal little karaoke rooms. It was awesome. And we got real drunk, and I think there was like a deal, 60 beers for $99. Thank God we didn't do that, otherwise you would not be alive. I wouldn't be. I don't know how I am alive. Whenever I drink, I just go stupid. If I'm not in a more controlled environment, like I've only bought one bottle of wine and there's no other alcohol around, 
otherwise, yeah, I'm just if I'm in an uncontrolled environment, I go a bit. Good, you have fun. It it was a good night though. It was like a yeah, very but, memorable I mean, and hilarious. Binge drinking night. to the point where you black out every single time is <laughs> not fun, and it's never <laughs> fun to be that person. And I'm admitting that now. Like I'm a I'm a terrible person to be drinking with. Binge drinking. This is why until... I don't get invited to things with your friends. Binge drinking until you uh, <laughs> black you out, nearly vomit. vomit, and then cry about cows is never fun <laughs> yeah, for anyone. Yeah. And having people going, "Why is she crying about cows?" Because they're my favorite animal, guys. Sorry, Priscilla's Cats, being ridiculous. Dogs, Molly's fucking snoring. Priscilla's being who she is. A nuisance. Anyways, it was a really good time. It was fun for what I can remember. If anyone knows Ten- Tenacious D, oh God, I remember that this. movie, the movie Tenacious D, Pick a Destiny, and the final scene where they be you, devil. yeah, verse the devil, myself and uh, Adam, another one of our bestest friends, uh, his girlfriend, Maddie. duetted that, Maddie, we duetted that, where I was the devil... And then she was both Tenacious D, but I'm fairly certain I ended up singing both Tenacious D's parts anyway, <laughs> <laughs> because I was smashed. I feel like no one really duetted, we just all sung oh, together. No, just like, <sighs> Every single song we were all just singing yeah. anyway. It was it was a nightmare, but I got a, an applause, so that's the thing. I just remember an applause. I, don't, <laughs> I barely you care about, baby. I barely remember anything else. <laughs> that's all you care about is was, your applause. That's it. I'm here for the applause, applause, applause. My throat is so sore, I can't sing anymore. Mine's really sore today. Oh, really? I don't know if it's... If I'm coming down with something because I drank everyone's fucking drinks, or... Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Or if uh, I actually sung too much and I vomited and ruined my throat yesterday (laughs) as well. Yeah. It was just stomach acid. That's all that came up. Yeah. Like, I had nothing in my stomach because I'd vomited the night before. I tried to eat two pieces. Like, I had, what, two bites of toast? And you're like, nope. It was one of those hangovers. Yeah. <laughs> it was a nope. It was a nope hangover. Normally, I'm a get some aspirin in me, have a greasy meal type of person. Mm. Brayden was talking about, I don't know what you're talking about in the car, but I was like, you need to stop. <laughs> You just stop talking about whatever you're talking about. <laughs> Anytime he spoke to me, I was like, uh-huh, yep, <laughs> I'm going to vomit if your you voice, keep talking to me. Your voice sounds like sickness to me right now. <laughs> and then I did, I vomited, and then I was fine, wasn't I? The rest of the day, I was fine, I just laid down, but I was fine. Luckily, like I had bags in I could talk without needing to vomit. Yeah. It was just holding this bag of vomit like as if it was Nasty. a goldfish in a bag. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to stop anyway, talking yeah. about my vomit. Yeah. Uh, that was my hangover. It was a good time, though. How much fun is it to be 23 and ruining my body? There were so many videos I over Instagram of us singing, particularly me singing, apparently, because... Of me passed out. You passed out. Booth thing. And uh, me, me screaming Nickelback songs. But anyways, let's get into the show. Today we're talking about two very different things, that's for sure. Blinders is the scariest fucking thing you'll ever hear in your life. I probably am not doing it justice, though. And I've got another silly one, which is pretty much how our podcast usually works. I do something stupid and you do something really scary (laughs) and creep me out. I love really, really scary things because I love to scare myself and then I do and then I hate it. And I love really, really stupid things because I love to stupid myself. (laughs) I'm tired. 
Okay. I don't know what Priscilla's looking at. Yeah, like she's... she's looking over here, and I don't know what it is, and it's very scurry. I think you're overthinking. I think of she's just I am. being I've crazy. I've already scared myself tonight. So, anyways, I have chatted in the past about haunted fast food restaurants, and in particular talked about that Pizza Hut in Center Reach, New York. Uh, that episode, for whatever reason, was one of my favorite to record. Uh, yeah, like I said, mainly because it was fucking stupid. So, <laughs> yeah, when when you think about a haunted location, usually location usually you think about like a mansion on a cliff with lightning crackling behind it. You know, piano music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. thunder. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But you definitely don't really think about some small fast food restaurant in like urban America somewhere. So yeah, today I'm going to be talking about. The Haunted Subway in Dodgeville, Wisconsin. Like Subway Eat Fresh? Subway Eat Fresh, yes. <laughs> I was going to, like, was this either Subway train station or Subway? Yeah, no, fresh. the sandwich place. The sandwich one. Where the sandwich artists are. Yeah. Okay. So, the... Sandwich artists. The sa- <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was a sandwich artist for one day, you know. Okay, and I'm a grocery packing artist. <laughs> it is an art, though, I will say that. Continue. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah, so the <laughs> Subway was originally a Harley Davidson dealership. And the owners prior to the Subway uh, taking over were Eugene and Shirley Foley, who loved their shop. Uh, one evening while they were out for a drive... On Friday the 13th in April of 1984, the couple got into a head-on collision with a man by the name of Kelly Pindell. Both of the Foley's died immediately upon impact, as did Mr. Pindell and his two younger passengers. So a big old horrible car crash. I believe it was within a few miles of the subway itself, but it wasn't actually really close to it. But... Their connection to the location was enough that something started happening after. Mm. So Eugene's son, Alan, would go on to inherit yeah, mm. inherit the Harley Davidson dealership and would continue running the shop until 2000 when he decided to sell the land to the subway chain and the property was converted into a subway restaurant. <laughs> Clearly this pissed off the spirit. Of both uh, Eugene and Shirley, whose motorcycle shop had just been turned into a fucking subway. Sandwich place. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) From super badass to... Super low calorie. (laughs) Super high calorie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, that in 2000, that's when shit started hitting the fan in terms of spirits and stuff. So... I'd be enraged too. Could you imagine? Yeah, right. So... Subway employees would report items being suddenly knocked off their shelves, both on the main floor and in the basement, like things flying off the shelves, sometimes towards them. Why does the, why do they have a basement? It's a subway. Yeah, but you know, when you own a Harley dealership, that's where you got to take people to break their knees because you're in a biking game. Why do we need to be going underground? We don't have any basements in Australia. I don't think so. And I don't know why. Oh, flooding. Because we yeah, always flood. We always flood. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. I think Classic well, Australia. I mean, 
We're either burnt dry or we flood. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember stages of stages. I can only remember stories of basements flooding. I'm fairly certain Bob's basement flood floods like every other fucking day. The employees would often smell foul odours, like emanating from random locations within the subway, without any known source. Or source. I was going to say, what if someone's just been shoving meat and cheese, like, (laughs) in a spot? I thought you were going to say, what if someone's been shitting in the corner or something? (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Gotta go, you gotta go. it's only you in the store and you really gotta do shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, those high-fiber sandwiches... Ooh, that's yep. why no one gets multigrain. Everyone gets Italian herbs and cheese. <laughs> we all know that. It clogs you up. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> not, so you can shit yourself when you go out of the subway. Anyways, um, yeah, the door buzzes that uh, alert the employees that someone is entering the building often just like begin going off for no reason and people like look and then they see obviously no one. Uh, the employees hear their names being called from the basement and from out the back. No. Fuck that. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> yeah. Fuck but they, they don't know the voice. Like, it's never a recognizable voice. And then, yeah, they get, like, whispers in their ear of the, their name and stuff like that. Um, and a horrible. This is horrible. This is one of the worst parts. The apparition of a woman is often seen standing behind the cash register and particularly, like, glowering and, like, uh, looking mad at any of the subway employees that are walking around in the shop. And when they sort of come closer to inspect who it is standing behind the counter because they're like, what the hell, no one's meant to be behind there, that you're not a subway sandwich artist, you're some random lady. And then she just disappears. You said Jules was silly. This <laughs> yeah. is actually creeping me out. Sorry, babe. Yeah. No, this is Is it terrifying. because of the basement? Why would a subway need a basement? It's all just like, <laughs> filling in the concrete. I don't care what else you do with it. Just they like, don't have a basement for a fucking subway. You got voices calling to you. There's hey, some babe. ghost lady. You could call it the sub subway. Oh, fucking <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, and the final known sort of experience that the employees are said to have is that when they are preparing their sandwiches... They'll turn their backs, turn around, and the sandwich will be cut, which sounds fantastic. Well, it makes a little bit of their life a bit easier. Why don't we get the whole staff of this subway just to be fucking ghosts? Because that's a bloody Comedy Central show. (laughs) (laughs) Ghost fast food. I feel like that's something they would add in Big Mouth. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like Duke Ellington and all that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I did try and call the subway today, as Belinda knows, and I tried to get, uh, you know, a first-hand encounter in, like, a sort of interview with an employee of the subway. I pretty much just said, hey, how are you? This is going to be a weird call. My name's Brayden. I'm from a paranormal podcast. And I Doesn't was just even calling. say the name, by the way. No, I mean I didn't want to plug it. No, I, I, I knew that they wouldn't. Um, you know, they'd probably hang up on me, so I didn't want to link it back to us in case they were like throwing heat at us or something. But 
Anyways, but yeah, as soon as I said that, there was like a deep sigh and then a dial tone. Really? Because I, yeah, hung up on. A deep sigh. A uh, very deep sigh. <sighs> yep. Like that? Like they'd heard me do it before, which I probably have called there before. Because <laughs> I called a number of other places on the cent- when I was trying to get through to the center reach uh, Pizza Hut. But yeah. Um, I also called another, I think I called a Taco Bell and an Arby's <laughs> trying to get through to them as well. Uh, the Taco Bell lady was very polite and just asked me if I could call back and speak to her manager. I was like, well, that's quite nice, actually, yeah. I might do that. Uh, but the Taco Bell also hung up on me immediately. Uh, that's all I have for my little uh, short subway haunting. Don't go in the basement. Don't go in the sub-subway. Why is there a basement? Why is there always a basement? <laughs> basement. Does it, basements don't need to exist. I'm sorry. I'm honestly sorry. It just... <laughs> They're the root of all evil. <laughs> Basements. Basements are evil. They are the portals to fucking hell. I honestly. guess that's also why they're called the root cellar. Really? No. Oh, you said it so confidently. I just, I don't like that. I really... Basements equal bad. Lesson of the day, if there ever was one. That's the name of the fucking... Episode basements equal bad. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. Let's see if there's any uh, new reviews, babe. Before we do that, though, what are you talking about? Let's just uh, hear about it for a quick. Second. Um, what am I talking about? Yeah. Well, I've started up my OnlyFans account. And I'm joking. <laughs> it. I'm talking about the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. Oh, that's a really creepy place. Yeah. Any. Uh, no new reviews. No you can new review reviews. us and we will read it out on air. We love you. Thank you. Moving on. Um, so not to be confused with the Roosevelt Hotel in Manhattan, because I was reading articles. I'm like, this just sounds like a normal fucking hotel. And that would be like <laughs> in Manhattan, New York. I was like, ah. It is a different hotel. It is a, de- a completely different hotel. <laughs> it's in a different state. Um, yeah. So I'm going to talk about this one, and it creeped me out a lot, trying to... It creeped baby out, Belinda out so much that I... she waited for me to get home so that she could just sit with me while I went and had a shower. I don't I don't want to be alone. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got know. Molly. You left Molly here all alone on her own. Does it look like she cares? No, she, she sees she's dead people, but she doesn't give a fuck. She looks like she's had a hard day, to be honest. Yeah, poor yeah, thing. Poor thing. Um, what has she done? Nothing. Yeah. Okay, she's barked at everything. Whatever. <laughs> look. Okay. So, the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel mm. is located on Hollywood Boulevard in Los Angeles, California, um, near the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And it opened May 15th, 1927, and is the oldest continually operating hotel in Los Angeles. Opened on May 15th, uh, 1927, is the oldest continually operating hotel in Los Angeles. It only closed for, I think, two years for renovations in, like, the 1950s, because it started to, like, really decline in popularity after opening. Oh, my God, that fucking cat! (laughs) scared the shit out of me! Her eyes are so big. I'm gonna cry. All I see is this little 
fucking paw with claws out like webbed fingers just fucking <laughs> trying to get the, I can't I'm gonna cry I can't do this hi Phil wait she needs to go take the RSVCA I'm done this cat hi. there's something freaky going on tonight yeah. look alright let me just continue so it's 12 stories has 300 guest rooms and 63 suites so it cost about $2.5 million to build back in the day. So that's about $34.1 million in today's money. And it has featured in many a shows from I Love Lucy in 1955 to The People vs. O.J. Simpson, American Crime Story, and even in the backgrounds of Lucifer and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ooh. I know. So... I would not be doing this if it wasn't haunted as fuck, obviously. And it is. And it really is. And I was, when I first started, because I was actually just going to do Marilyn Monroe haunting. I thought she was like her own little little thing. And then I kept reading about the hotel and I was like, oh, this hotel. Welcome I've to hell. this hotel. And I think, I think the reason why I thought you and I had spoken about or something is because I watched... Like two years ago, um, one of my favorite YouTubers, Mikey, um, Glam and Gore, she did like a series where she went around and she did her makeup because she does glam makeup and then special effects, gore makeup. And she went around and did a Glam and Gore version of Marilyn Monroe in this hotel in one of the most haunted rooms. And I was like, where have I heard this before? Where have I heard the Roosevelt Hotel before? Where have I heard it? And this was where. Mm. And that's why I thought we had done it. Um, yeah, she did like a whole series of going to haunted places. But it was really good. So I'll talk about her video a little bit more. Because something freaky does happen in her video. Yeah. But I'm going to start off with the Blossom Ballroom. Because I don't think it's the most creepiest. And I thought I would... Ease us into it. Yeah, slowly. Just the tip. But then I I kind of just have like shoved in. I've been doing dot points lately, so I flow better. And um, I've kind of just shoved information. Why not? So I'm just going to go willy-nilly, throw it all at you all at once. Go for it. The Blossom Ballroom held the first Academy Awards ceremony um, in 1929. Oh. So I think that, was, I'm pretty sure it's like the Oscars, isn't it? Or is it different? I'm not sure. Fuck. I don't know. Look. So they held the first Academy Awards. Guess how much the tickets were back then? Two cents. Close. Five dollars. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty expensive. (laughs) Um, But the first ceremony didn't go for very long and they only handed out about 13 statues. So Mm. it was kind of like not fucking... I'm so on edge. I just... It's a moth. Um... (laughs) Just a moth flew near the light. I'm like, it's an orb. How is it an orb? Like, I can't. You can't see orbs with your eyes. Belinda is shook. <laughs> On edge. Um, yeah, so apparently it wasn't really that eventful. There are two specific male spirits in the ball, in the Blossom Ballroom. Um, one is someone who attended the Oscar ceremonies in hoping to win an award, and he wears a tuxedo. And the other um, male spirit is loves to play the piano and wears a white suit. And it's said that people look over the balcony and they see him there, but when he spots them, he disappears. 
Ah, okay. So he only plays the piano when no one's Looking. watching that he knows right. of. So you got to be stealthy. you got to be stealthy as fuck. And he wears a white suit. But I think one thing that's really eerie in that room is a cold spot in like a circle, which is about 30 inches in diameter. And I think this is in Fahrenheit, but it's 10 degrees colder than the rest of the ballroom. Oh, wow. And I'm like, that's that's a bit much, you know? <laughs> that's a bit fucked up. That's a significant amount cooler than the rest of the room. Yeah. And I don't think there's any explained explanation as, as, as to be why, like... There's no, like, major downdraft in the area. Yeah, there's no downdrafts. Because we know you've got to be careful <laughs> in them downdrafts. You better watch out. It is, it is a... Uh... You should worry about it, sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> So there's this little girl ghost named Caroline, um, and some say she's in a blue dress, others say she's in jeans and a pink jacket, but either way, she's a little ponytail, Um, and she's always looking for her mum, which is really sad. Um, She's normally seen early in the morning hours in the main lobby area. She likes to skip around and sing, and there have been receptionist staff who have, like, watched her thinking this is a real human child and then she just disappears. Uh, I'm like, fuck. That is too much. Yeah. So it's suspected that maybe the girl died in the um, hotel or around the area at least. Uh. Uh, Where she normally is, there's like cold spots. Um, They can... You, they, there's been like photographs of her. I haven't. Um, I did not try to look up any photographs or anything because we'll the vibes them. I was getting from all of this was nope. Yeah, we'll post them on the Instagram story when Belinda does that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. I'm so bad at the Instagram at the moment. It's okay. Um. So this man Peter James was a paranormal. No, he's a psychic, and he stayed at the hotel in 1992. And in the academy room, he encountered her, and she told him her name and that she was looking for her mum. And then he did a second investigation, and Peter found her again in the penthouse library, and she was crying and worried that her mother would be hurt, and he comforted her until she disappeared. Oh... How do you comfort a crying little girl ghost? ghost? Right? Chills. Literal. I was reading this. I just kept getting goosebumps. I couldn't. I was like, ugh. That's so fucking creepy. So I'd, creepy. <laughs> she'd be like, and I'd be like, ah! <laughs> oh, peace out, motherfucker. Like, you can deal with this on your own. Your mom's probably already dead. Goodbye. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, but I just blew everyone's eardrums out. <laughs> that scream. So, um, Kendall Viola, the director of sales and marketing of the Roosevelt, spoke to someone from Vice, um, the director and shooting producer, Grant Armour, and told Grant that you need to take photos and videos in order to see the hotel's ghosts. She said her colleague has a picture on her phone of a rock and roll looking figure 
that kind of looks as if it was screaming when the photo was taken. Oh, no. Again, I didn't even try to look for the photo. Yeah, we don't need this. <laughs> I believe this, or I believe this wholeheartedly. I was like, I've already watched a video of one of my favorite YouTubers who would never lie about anything and creepy shit happened. I believe it. You tell me something <laughs> that happened there? It's probably true. I'm in. I'm in. Um, what else? Here we are. So, more on a little bit more of that in a minute. But other spirits have been seen, have been known to lock people out of their rooms and make noises that sound like stomping boots. A maid was pushed into a closet by an unseen presence, and attempts to film the known haunted places in the hotel have been foiled by unexplainable electrical failure. So, when I was watching the Glam and Gore video, um, she was, Mikey was explaining how her laptop, a brand new laptop, just wasn't working the way it should be. And she'd never had that issue. And it was brand new. It shouldn't have been having that issue. Mm. And the whole time she's filming, it keeps focusing. So, she's in room 928. And I will talk about that in a second. Calm down. But she's in that room and it keeps focusing on a specific spot of a chair. And when I tell you about the chair, you're going to ooh freak out. But not right now. I'm going to lead up to it. Ooh, I like to do this. Um, are you okay? Your eyes are all watery. I am okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's being held hostage by a ghost. Um, oh, now Mouse is snoring. It's okay. Anyway. Um, also in the clip, it's like they're filming at one o'clock in the morning, by the way, I should mention, and they're just near the, there's, okay, so she's like, say she's in the center of the screen and then to the left, there's a chair and a curtain near the curtain. It just looks like continuous falling orbs. Oh, really? In one spot for like a good, like four seconds. Cool. But it's like, it happens like solidly and it's like um hello what's going on here and that's when it starts to go out of focus from her Uh, and onto the chair area that's creepy yes it is some may say it may have been technical issues others will say it was a fucking go yeah okay so and (laughs) fuck me this is this is what kind of got me okay one of the things I don't know if I'm prepared for it, but let's just do it. Security have seen people swimming in the pool late at night and early in the morning on their on the security cameras. And the pool security guard will go down and have a look. No one's there. No one's in the pool. There's no wet footprints anywhere. And he'll report back on his walkie-talkie like, mate, no one's here. Wave back at the camera. And the security officer that's watching the footage... Saw him waving through an apparition's head. Oh my god! Yet, mm, no, you can't. I can't. Take take that away. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in the bin. I don't want to ever hear that fucking thing again. That's so scary. The line that they put in the article was: "The apparition had obediently gotten out of the pool and was standing right next to the." Oh, guard. that's kind of him. I mean, good. Good job. Like, you know, no he swimming. wasn't supposed to be swimming because it was early hours of the morning. It's, you know, closed off to guests. Yeah. 
But I mean, I guess once you're a ghost, you yeah, the world's to your... time the times of the world don't really apply to you. Yeah, the world's your pool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's but fucking creepy though. One of the most eeriest things that that really that really gets me like either someone's playing a massive big elaborate joke or ghosts are real. Yeah, they're real. Are you ready? Yeah, tell me. Okay. The entities like to stay in the empty rooms. Oh. And they know this. I can't do this. The switchboard will get calls from the empty rooms. Oh. And phones are physically lifted from the from the phone, like yeah, from the receivers. In the empty rooms, and like, no one's supposed to be in there. Oh! And what they hear on the other line is a dis is like disembodied voices coming from the room. Oh, that's too much. And guests have reported even um, body uh, bodies, disembodied voices coming from the rooms and from in the hallways of like non-existent children playing. Like guests have reported that, like, uh, yo. We had children playing in the hallways, and then they'll check over the tapes, and they'll be like, there's no children in the hallways. Oh. <sighs> this is... T- you know that something's scaring me when, when I'm... <laughs> all I'm saying is like, oh, no, this is too much. Nope. Like, this was... I'm not even halfway through. I guess I'm halfway through now. But... Uh, a scurry. This is fucking scary. Like, I want to stay here so bad. I don't. No, I do. Like, I really, really do. Because I just... I just want to experience this. Anyway. So. (laughs) You. You're going alone. You're going with Bob. No, 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 no. Okay. Bob's going with you. Bob, you and I. The Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. Good luck, you two. I'm... We can do it. I'm out. Anyway. I'll stay across the road at a less haunted <laughs> establishment. <laughs> just just stay close by. Um, so, it's been the home to many stars, including, I'll just like name a few, Shirley Temple, Elizabeth Patterson, um, Charlie Chaplin, Ernest Hemingway, Mike Poser, um, Prince, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, but we hear from Marilyn Monroe. Yep. She stayed there for two years in her early career. And for her very first commercial photography shoot, was shot by the pool. Oh. I think it was like a tanning lotion or something like cool. that. And it's rumoured that she still haunts the house where her body was found in 1962, but is mostly seen at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. Oh, shit. And apparently she had met Arthur Miller there, a playwright, at the hotel's... I think it's a Cinegrill nightclub. Cool. Cute. But where she stayed was Suite 1200, and she appears um, to people who stay in the room. So she'll mainly appear in mirrors, um, and especially in this full-length mirror in the lobby. So Kendall Viola then goes on to tell Grant that um, an attendant cleaning the Marilyn Monroe suite... um, saw her face in the mirror and ran from the room and never went back. I'm that it, I don't I know what the, I do. But I found the real story. Okay. Her name was Suzanne Leonard. Leonard, I'm pretty sure. 
She was cleaning the tall framed mirror that was located in the general manager's office and saw the reflection of a blonde girl where her hand was dusting. She looked around and no one was there. Looked back in the mirror. She was still there. Oh. She didn't say that the girl was Marilyn Monroe, but the manager later told her that the mirror came from the star's former suite and it's now located in the lobby. Mm, maybe her ghost got trapped in the mirror because that's the thing that happens usually sometimes. Yeah, but it? she didn't die in the hotel. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Very strange. But she did spend a lot of time at that hotel. This so that's place sure. is creepy. Marilyn's um, ghost can actually also be seen, well, more of a pink mist be seen near um, her crypt in Westwood. Cool. Or sitting wistfully on a bench at the Hyperdrome on the Santa Monica Pier. Hmm. But everyone really goes there for Montgomery Clift. He stayed there for three months while filming From Here to Eternity in 1952. And he's most active in room 928. On the ninth floor. Oh, no. Yup. And he's found outside of the hallway, too. Outside in the hallway, I should say. He likes to brush up against people. He's heard practicing his trumpet. And some believe his spirit has stopped them from moving while laying in bed. Others say he's a shadow just pacing the hallways or keeping watch on the guests in his room. Maids have felt cold spots in his room as well as feeling watched by an unseen presence. A husband and wife stayed in the room and while um, she laid in bed reading uh, reading her book, sorry, she felt a gentle pat on her shoulder, turned over to see if it was her husband and her husband was sound asleep. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, that's that's pretty nice, though. At least it's gentle and it's, it wasn't just like a, a gentle. fucking major scratch yeah. or some shit. So let's continue on with Peter James, the psychic who went there. So he spent the night in room 928 and he said he felt an angry presence or vibes before even entering the room while standing in the hallway. Mm. He was not welcome. No, he was not. He went to sleep at around 2am and woke up a while later and felt an unseen presence lying on top of him and couldn't move. He managed to take a deep breath and move his arm back, lifting the weight off him. He eventually went back to sleep, but woke up a few hours later and saw the shadowy apparition of Montgomery sitting in the chair in the corner of his room. He just sat there watching Peter for about half an hour when the shadow walked towards the bathroom and then disappeared. Half an hour. You gotta wonder, how long are you okay with He's a psychic? I don't give a fuck if he was psychic. A crying ghost girl. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He He's is like, a special man. Montgomery, what's going on? Why are you? Was that you leaning on top of me? Like, how long can they? Those two just make meaningful contact? Oh my right? God. But meaningful eye contact, just like dude in chair, him in bed. This oh. is the same room that Mikey filmed in oh really and it kept focusing over on the chair after those orbs wow so i'm that's so interesting i'm not saying that chair's haunted but but (laughs) that room's haunted as fuck yeah and i i believe peter james for sure absolutely for sure 
Um, he said from the distinct impression of ex- of his experience he got from the Montgomery from Montgomery, sorry. Um, he came to the conclusion that he's a restless spirit and is stuck there, unable to find peace. Um, he's still frustrated at being so close to a film comeback, actually clean and sober enough to act once again, but died from abusing drugs and alcohol. Ugh, oh, that's sad. Yeah. Um, so he had two personal communications with Caroline and Montgomery Cliff. He also found a very cold spot in the academy room that he is called the tubular shaft, a doorway used by visiting spirit people who have, uh, who love the Roosevelt Hotel. I mean, I guess it's a place for everyone in the present life and past life. Yeah. Just don't go into any of the rooms that are taken. Yeah, no, don't. But there's plenty of rooms that That are are left vacant. Vacant that you can still try and call room service. Yeah, exactly. Try and get them to bring you up some... Get you bring some some food. Go for a swim. Lisa of Contact Research Investigation Specialist, or Chris, um, recorded an EVP in Marilyn's old suite um, that there's a whisper saying, help me. And that's what I was listening to before we started... Did you hear help me? And I could hear it. That's too much. It's too much. Uh, That's why I didn't watch any any, any videos or look for any fucking... Because did you say you watched something? Sorry, I'm getting shivers and chills. Yeah. I'm just looking it up now, if that's okay. Go for it. To make sure it is the right place. Go for it, babe. You can continue if you want. That's that's all I had. That's okay. all I had on it because um, I I got too scared to research anymore, and that's <laughs> okay. how you know that I find something scary, is that I can't research anymore, and I have heartburn. <laughs> I honestly think I just have heartburn because I was drinking double blacks the other day. So, uh, I I can't find it, but I'm fairly certain it was that Mind Seed TV. The dude who does, like, the Dybbuk box openings in his house and shit like that and then has to have, like, priests come in and cleanse it. I think I know what you're talking about. And he, he went there. I'm fairly certain he went there. his light bulbs blow? His light bulbs blow. He he brought all manner of, like, different things into the room. Like a, we this watched massive, this together. Yeah. This massive state room to try and get spirits to sort of interact. They had a fucking Ouija board in this thing. And next to them, they had a fucking bunch of balloons lit it, lit with helium that were floating next to them while they were doing this Ouija board, and the balloons began popping. That yeah. is too much. Yeah. The yeah. door, the doors in the fucking place, like different doors to different rooms in this this suite that they were staying in, began opening and closing and like locking. Yeah. They could hear like voices. The chandelier in the center of the room swinging, was swinging. Like like. Oh, hardcore. Too much. And it was, yeah, I got so many creepy vibes from that. I can, like, see it clearly in my head now. And this is why we will never stay there. Well, I will never stay there. Oh, come on, babe. Honeymoon. Honeymoon? Honeymoon. Horror moon. (laughs) We can stay. Do you want to know how much it costs to stay in the um, Marilyn suite? Oh, God. How much? $6,000 for one night. Oh, my God. Why so expensive? The other one's like $130, like really reasonable. Why is that one so expensive? Marilyn Monroe. Uh, It's just a fad. 
thing. Yeah. Fad, just a gimmick. You put any famous person's name on a room. Yeah, imagine if she never stayed there. But she did. I know. But, um, <laughs> but if she did. Imagine they just forged it. You yeah. know, uh, you know Sean uh, Connery actually lived in this room and died in it too. Sean Connery's still alive. Or... Yeah, he is. I was about <laughs> I <know>. to say. <laughs> He's not dead. I know, just saying that, like, you know, gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, anyway, that's fucking creepy, babe. That is up there. You, you're hitting Next them week, creepy Elvis ones. Elvis Presley. No, I don't know. Yeah, you're hitting them creepy ones. I love, I love good creepy ones, but it scares me so much. Yeah. But I like them because that's that's how I know they're real. Yeah. Next week, I'm not doing some. I'm doing something not creepy as well. Well, I mean, it's kind of weird. I'll tell you next week. Anyway, all right. Tune in for that. All right. Ah, uh, but yeah, that's all we have time for. I'm fucking freaked out. It's late. Let's go to bed and I'll not die. Have a sneep. Yeah, okay. A uh, thank you very much for joining us, babe. Where can they find us online? Um, you can find us OnlyFans at New Me and Poltergeist. I really want to know. I'm joking. Um, everywhere, You Me and Poltergeist. You know, Patreon, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. That's it. You can buy our merch on Redbubble and Tee Public at You Mean a Poltergeist or YMAAP. That's it. And search us on all of your favorite podcast streaming services, You Mean a Poltergeist. But you would know that because guess what? You're listening to us. Leave a review. Leave a five-star thing. We'll read it out. Tell your grandma about us. I'm sure she'll love us. Send us in your stories. Have you stayed at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel? Let me know. What was your experience? Hmm. And honestly, the place is so scary, so please just do not forget to... Exercise regularly. Ta-ta now. Goodbye.